Well, I'm uh, traveling a little bit. So if I sound different today, it might be because I'm in a huge room that's very echoey. And I've got this super ghetto microphone stand set up because I forgot. I took my microphone. I was like, I'm going to take the microphone and I'm going to do this proper because it's a small trip. You know, we're not going to be very uh, loaded with a bunch of stuff. I can take the microphone and everything to record properly. And I got the microphone. But I forgot the stand. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're using the, are those coffee, cups of coffee or creamer or something? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So it's a uh, little pods for uh, Nespresso. You know, it's like a Keurig yeah. machine. Uh, right. So it's a stand. It's a nice little uh, stand made of metal where you can put all your pods on. And I used a, the cardboard of a paper towel roll has uh, some sort of... Um, I don't know, holder for the microphone, which I itself put into <laughs> the K-cups uh, or the little coffee pods holder with some, I don't know, I don't even know what it is, some kitchen appliance <laughs> to prevent <laughs> it from flipping over or tipping, falling, tipping yeah. over. Yeah, I have a picture on, on Twitter. I sent you a picture just to show you um, the state of the oh, status. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty proud like, of it. I feel like you're like I feel like MacGyver here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, not that. I don't think it's on that level. If you can stop uh, seven bad guys with a stick of chewing gum and a paperclip, then then we'll talk. True, true. But uh, I still kind of got a chuckle out of that. Plus, it just looks like mid podcast you could just grab one of those. Uh, hey, podcast coffee pods. <laughs> oh, that's Anyways, a good one. Uh, yeah, terrible joke. No, it's early that's a on good Monday, one. Sorry. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you just grab it. You just grab it out of the stand, and you drop it in the uh, drop it in the coffee maker like really quickly because you can <laughs> on the fly. Basically, coffee on the fly. So yeah, we're staying in a in a a big a bigger city, not too far from where we live. But uh, this morning, we are in the center of the city. And this morning, I was the first to get up, and I get up and I open the blinds. It's a big open space, so it's just like a you like a lot of windows. And, okay. and you're in the middle of the city. So I open the blind. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's not funny. And what I see is like a guy pretty much looking like he's bleeding to death on in the middle of the street who apparently just got hit by a car. And oh, no. So that was the, my first sight this morning. And and it's like the temperatures are below freezing right now. The guy is not dead. Like the uh, the uh, ambulance came. He, he was moving a little bit. He didn't stand up, but I know he was. I could see he was talking to them and moving his legs, moving his his arm and everything. He was uh, he was okay. He's gonna be okay. Um, but it was so his temperature is below freezing right now. So his blood actually kind of froze on the street. And now it's wow. been, so it was this morning at what, eight, nine o'clock, and it's been about 10 hours now or eight hours. And the blood is still there. Like, and, you know, hundreds of cars drove over it, but it's still there looking like the guy just got hit by the, by the truck or something. Is it a big puddle of blood? No. Um, it's like a, like a little river, you know, like it's not like a puddle. It's like, it's, it's like flowing. Uh, I guess the, the the street is a little, you know, on a little slant, so you can see like the blood, like just running. Uh, from, <laughs> from, it's just it, it, there's not much, um, but enough to be like, ooh, that's gross. Someone got hurt really bad here, kind of thing. 
Oh, that's this took a really dark turn. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's my that's the city life. <laughs> so you're you said you're traveling. You have any plans to go anywhere else, or are you just gonna hang out there for the next week? We're gonna be here for a couple of days, and then we go back home, and then we're gonna go um, in the mountains with with some okay. friends. Yeah. So that's why next week I'm not gonna be able to record at the regular schedule. It's because I'll be somewhere in the mountains. And we won't have Wi-Fi in the house. There's no internet in the house. So I'm not sure what my uh, cell signal is going to be like. And I don't want to take any risk. So we'll make sure that we uh, we schedule at a different time. Right. Mountain man living, huh? You're going to do the big beard and maybe wear some flannel, <laughs> carry around an axe. Man, if I wanted to grow a beard for next week, I would have had to start like six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, huh? You can't grow facial hair very good. No, 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 no. See, mine is, uh, I can grow up pretty quickly, but I, I have patches. Like, I have patches where I just can't really grow hair at all. So it looks, it doesn't ever look great. I've got to get it really full and kind of do some comb overs to really make it uh, look like a good beard. But otherwise, I suffer. Yeah, I'm the same. I have like a big patch like in my neck kind of thing, whereas <laughs> there's no hair whatsoever. It's like no hair land. So it looks totally ridiculous. Even after like four or five days of shaving, you can see like this empty patch. It looks totally dumb. Right. Um, Facial hair side. Uh, let's get on to our show note. We don't have a ton of stuff. If you just, if you look back over the past week, there just wasn't a ton of news going on, um, in terms of Apple or even in the rest of the world, there was some big news, uh, over the weekend. Samsung didn't unveil its two new handsets, Galaxy S9 and S9 plus. We'll get to that. But first I thought we'd, uh, tackle some of the smaller, uh, Apple news tidbits that we saw, uh, within the last couple of days. So the first one here, AirPods with Hey Siri, Support reportedly coming in 2018, and a water-resistant models in the works as well. This report, I believe, came out of Bloomberg. Mark Mark German over there. Um, of course, when I first saw the headline, I was instantly bummed. Right? This was. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I just bought these. I literally just bought these, thinking, oh, you know, what are they going to do to update these this year? But uh, um, again, I got a good deal on those, and I'm I don't have any doubt that I could recoup a lot of that cost just by selling them. If if the new ones that came out were really that special. Uh, but honestly, you know, this this first set they're talking about, just with the ability of Hey Siri and not much else, I don't know that that appeals to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't use the Siri function now, and it's not because I don't want to tap on the on the AirPod itself. It's just that I don't want to talk into these, especially when I have both in my ears and I'm in a public place because I don't know how loud my volume's going to be. <laughs> you know, it's like, Hey Siri, switch the switch the music. So it's just not it's not something I would do, I don't think. What about you? Does the the does it appeal to you at all having hey Siri functionality on these things? Um yeah. Yeah. I feel like many times I just don't use Siri on uh, on my AirPods because it's just not that convenient to have to to tap. And right now I'm living in a place where it's really cold, where it's raining quite often. So often when I have my home pods, my AirPods on <laughs> My home pods on, like one on each side. <laughs> just you, you make a headphone strap that connects the two, and they just hang by your ears. Uh, when I have my uh, AirPods on, it's it, you know I'm usually outside and it's raining, and my head is covered. I have gloves on, like I don't want have to you know touch anything around my head or my hands, my hands in my pocket. I don't want to touch anything. And sometimes I I want to like um, increase the volume. That's usually 
like the extent of um, the interaction I have with my AirPods or my phone when I'm walking outside and I have the AirPods on. It's to adjust volume, volume up or volume down. And uh, um, yeah, if 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 the, the AirPods had Hey Siri functionality, it would be much more convenient than um, either trying to feel the phone in my pocket and trying to feel the volume up or volume down button and press it. And sometimes, and very often, actually, I press the wrong button or something, or or just use uh, double tap to invoke Siri, which isn't always uh, very convenient, especially if it's pouring water. So, sure. so I'd, I'd be totally down for that. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm I'm ready for this feature. Um, I'm hoping there would be a little more uh, coming with it. And um, as many people have uh, noted, that if if you have Hey Siri functionality on on the AirPods, you can actually free up a double tap gesture for something else. You know, like right now, you can um, set your your AirPods. Uh, left and right uh, to double tap to invoke Siri, play pause, next track, or previous track, or off. Um, right. But that means that maybe you can have, um, yeah, you can free up some space to on one one side uh, for something else. So I'm totally down for that as well. I think it's a use case thing. I think what you explained makes a lot of sense. But that's where you're using your headphones or the AirPods uh, the most probably is while you're walking and you're usually by yourself. And you're walking and you're just out and about. You're not necessarily like around a ton of people. So like for somebody like me who really only use these in the gym, uh, I think that's where I go. I probably wouldn't use Hey Siri in the gym. You know what I mean? When there's just a tons of people yeah. around you and it's noisy and I don't know. So – Kind of interesting, again, to to get word that Apple's working on a new version of this product. I think wearables are a big deal to them, especially with the success they've seen with the Apple Watch, now these, and I think they've got some other stuff planned. Um, it's interesting about the uh, that they're working on water-resistant versions of these. Have you, you said you've worn these in the rain. Does that affect it at all? I, I don't know if I just assume these were water-resistant because most products are these days, or... Or how that works? Yeah, so I wear them in the rain, but I have my head covered usually by a waterproof. Um, I have a waterproof jacket with a hood on, and the hood is also oh, okay. waterproof. But even like super waterproof, I have like a very good uh, uh, North Face jacket, so it's a very good rain jacket. Right. But after walking for forty minutes in like pouring water, like not just drizzling rain, like pouring water. Like you know, like even if it's not like rain coming through the jacket, there's tons of humidity uh, between my hot my hot head like sweating a little bit and the actual cold from outside and the rain from outside. Like this humidity developing uh, in between, you know, under the under the hood. And many times I've went home kind of uh, worried for my uh, AirPods, and, and sometimes you know, like they're wet. I can tell they're wet. They're not soaked. You know, it's not like I dunked them in water or something, but they're wet. And I've noted several times when that happens, I actually have connectivity problems the next time I use them with, uh, with my iPhone. So the next time I use them, for example, they're going to connect fine and I'm going to be walking and say I'm going to 
pull one AirPod out of my ear so the music should stop playing or whatever I'm playing should stop playing, it, but it doesn't. And I'm like, oh, what's going on? So I double tap. One of my actions is double tap to, on the left ear to stop and right. nothing happens. I'm like, uh-oh. And then I make the connection. Oh, yeah, I, they were uh, wet yesterday and I'm sure that's what it is. And usually it fixes itself. I just put them back in the case for a few minutes and put them, uh, take them out of the case, put them in my ears, and then everything is fine again. But every time, every single time I've had problems with my AirPods, and let's be honest, it's, it's not very often, but every, every single time it was following like uh, an event where the AirPods get a little wet. So there is something there. There is something there. But at the same time, I've heard reports from people saying they forgot their HomePod, their AirPods in... Uh, the washer in the in the, in the pockets yeah. and of their pants, and went in the washer, and they came out totally fine and totally clean. Uh, so it, it looks like there is some level of waterproofing already um, existent, um, but I'm not sure it's uh, as strong as uh, <laughs> as it should be for walking in the rain and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think what where I was coming from was I sweat pretty heavily with these things in my ears, and I thought, well, they've got to have some kind of coating or some type of resistance to that water because they still continue to work even after I get done with a, you know, a sweaty workout. But I would agree with you that I think when I, you know, towards the end of my run, if I get a lot of water in my ear, uh, or like, like sweat in my ear built up behind one of the AirPods, I think that, um, I notice not, not, it doesn't drop connection, but I get almost like a blip of static when I turn my head or something. And I feel like that's, those type of hiccups are more prevalent after a workout. Um, so there might be something there to that. I think there's also, because of the proximity sensor, uh, I think you're right. If there's water or any kind of liquid or I don't know what happens, but it can definitely get fooled into thinking that the headphone's still in your ear and it won't pause like it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the questions, when I first saw this uh, this news you're the first person I thought about, actually. <laughs> I was like, You're like, ah, Cody literally just bought his. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we, we don't know, um, or am I mistaken, but we don't know when. That, that would be sometimes this year, right? There's no actual uh, specific date in mind, like March or April or anything like that, right? Right. I don't think they named a time frame. Okay. So yeah, for what, what we know, it could be the end of the year. Now, the, the big question and something we've uh, wondered before is... Is it going to come with the uh, wireless charging case? Right. That's the real. That's the real question here. And if it does, is it still setting for one sixty nine or what is it one fifty nine? I don't remember the price of home AirPods. Um, so is it still going to one fifty nine? Yeah. Is it still yeah. going to be setting for the same price, or is it going to be setting for a little more? Um, I think you'd have to. Ah, that's such a good question. It would be so. It'd be so weird to have Apple bump up the price like two hundred dollars with the wireless charging case, and would they sell a version without that case to keep the one fifty nine price point? Yeah, because honestly, that's what makes these such a good deal is that price point. I know it doesn't sound right, you know, one hundred sixty bucks for wireless headphones. We do, you know, I mentioned some on the daily deal sometimes that drop down under twenty bucks, but it's it's really not that crazy when you look at uh, particularly. Uh, headphones from other manufacturers like Apple. So like the Samsung ones or the Google ones, they're kind of in that price range. And I think that AirPods just do such a better job that at that price point, they're a really good value. So I don't know that Apple could, could jack that up a little bit, but 
I'm also very interested in this wireless charging case. I look down at, you know, when you just, you take stuff out of your pockets and you just kind of throw it on a, you know, in a, maybe you have like a little cup for it or something, or you put it on a desk or something and you just look down, I'm looking at phone watch and, and, uh, uh, AirPods. And I just thought, man, it's going to be really cool when you can charge those all at the same time. And then you think, well, this current AirPods case couldn't do it even if you had the right charging mat. Although I don't know if you saw this in our tips inbox the other day. It was uh, uh, somebody. There's a Kickstarter or something going on for. Uh, they slip this little case over your AirPods case, and all of a sudden, it's you can charge it via wireless charging. Yeah, I saw that. It's a little. Um, it's kind of bulky. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bulky. It's a little hacky, but it, it works. You know, if that's if that's the functionality that you want, and you don't mind adding a little bulk onto right. to it. It's a pretty good system, and it's not that complex when you really think about it. You know, it's just uh, this charging uh, pad with, I guess, a lightning cable that uh, attaches to the bottom of your case, and you just, you know, wrapped into a nice case itself, and you put this on the charging pad, and and you're good to go. So, right, it's it, it's pretty clever, pretty clever. It's it's if they can get that up and running before Apple releases their wireless charging case, or if they can really undercut them on price. Um, I just I thought that was worth mentioning as like a separate option for those who are like going, well, Apple's going to charge me eighty bucks for this case. I've long thought that Apple could institute some kind of uh, recycle program that would get you a discount on the wireless case if you give them your old case. Right? Wouldn't that make sense? You're like, here, I have this case for my AirPods. It, it's not wireless charging capable, but I'll give it to Apple. Maybe they can refurbish to make it wireless charging capable, and then they can, you know, kind of keep that program going. I don't feel like that's something they do, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it either. But that would be a nice way to encourage people like you and me who already have this case to, and might be on the fence about upgrading just for the case to actually do it because you have a nice incentive. You know, if you get, I don't know, ten bucks off or twenty bucks off by uh, giving Apple your old case to get it replaced. Um, that's something right. I'd consider doing. Oh, definitely. Um, are there any other, other than maybe uh, the wireless charging case, and obviously, hey Siri, are there any other uh, uh, features you would want on a 2018 version of, of AirPods? Yeah, yeah. I'd like touch sensitivity on each side of, um, of the AirPod stems. Something I've wanted since the very beginning. Um, adjusting the sound is kind of a pain. And the way I envision doing this is by swiping your finger up and down on, on the stem of, uh, of an AirPod. So oh, maybe to control the volume. To control the volume. So maybe you gotcha. swipe up a little bit or you swipe down a little bit on the stand and it you know adjusts the volume accordingly. Maybe you have like one side is volume up with the other side is volume down. So some some sort of um, touch sensitivity like this. Now, I, I understand this would be um, tons of uh, hurdles to overcome because maybe you're wearing a beanie or maybe you have long hair or something and it's, I, I don't know, act- activating the volume or something. I don't know. It's I'm just here to throw ideas at Apple, and they're here to implement them. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's something I I really would like because adjusting the volume is not convenient. 
And the best way, actually, earlier I mentioned, you know, I sometimes uh, press the volume button, the volume rocker in the, on my phone that's in my pocket. But most of the time, what I do is actually use my Apple Watch to adjust the volume of my AirPods. And that is not also very convenient because usually when I'm walking outside, I start, I'm, I'm starting, I started a workout. So I have the workout screen and then I have to swipe from one screen to another, from the workout screen to the now playing screen to be able to adjust. And remember, it's freaking cold here. It's below freezing. And my gloves, uh, don't have like this, uh, how does it call like, um, you know, touch, like, they're not touchscreen compatible. Yeah, they don't have the little pieces uh, of metal embedded in there. Yeah, what is what is it called? Uh, Copper. No, no. There's a name for this. Um, Capacitive. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Is that it? Anyway, <laughs> my gloves are they they are whatever we're looking for kind of gloves, but they don't actually work. And that bothers oh. me. So, so sometimes <laughs> they are this, but they don't work. They they are like I see the thing. I'm actually uh, I'm actually gonna return them uh, tomorrow or Wednesday because I'm in the city where I bought them, and uh, so I can re- actually return them and be like, hey, this don't work, or they work, but it takes me like five minutes to like tap tap on the screen like several times, adjust my finger inside the glove, make sure it's on the. Uh, it's way too much trouble, especially when it's freaking cold outside. I don't want to have to deal with that. I own my my fingers in my pocket. Um, yeah, so Apple Watch is usually the way I adjust uh, the volume, but even even by using Siri, it's not convenient, you know, because you don't you don't have like this fine tuning capability with Siri. You can say something like Siri adjust volume to sixty five percent or sixty percent, but it's I don't know. What What if 60 is not enough or too much? Then you have to say again, Siri, adjust volume to this. Or maybe now it's still not enough. Or maybe it's, not, it's still too much. And you have to say Siri again. Like there is no great way, I feel. There is no ideal or perfect way to adjust volume on AirPods. And I feel like my idea of having like touch-sensitive stems would make it a little better, at least in my use. I'm not saying it would be better for everybody, but I know like in my day-to-day use, that would make it so much better, so much easier. Yeah, I think a lot of people would uh, appreciate volume controls on the side stems. There, I'm trying to think of what else. They already have like the next track and the pause, so maybe just uh, I'm trying to think of what would be stopping them from implementing that. I don't know, because you're right; it's just not convenient at all. I run into the same problem, even with uh, even when it's a. Uh, on my watch and I do have it'll have the now playing screen because I listen to music as I'm running so that's usually up and convenient but if I get a text message or something I've got to you know if I look at my watch within the the time frame what is it like a 10 second window that I just received the notification boom I can't do anything about the volume immediately I've got to get out of that text message screen and I've got an old series uh not even series one i've got the very first generation apple watch so it's a bit slower it takes me a minute to switch between screens what uh are you still rocking a series two yeah yeah okay. and i'm and i'm feeling the pain of it every day now it's, oh really uh, yeah 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 it's not as uh as fast as it used to be it was never really fast let's be honest right it was never like uh race car fast but right. it was decent and but now i uh i feel like and especially when starting a workout, it is. I so I launched the workout app, and the workout app is here. And I tap on my main workout at the top, which is the one I always use. And 
I have to tap like several times or like put my finger and just hold my finger on the screen for like two or three seconds for the tap to register. You know, it's, uh, this happens quite often. And uh, I've actually considered like buying a Series 3, but I'm like, now I'm like, we're six months into the, the year or like the, right. you know, calendar, the, the Apple, the cycle, the yeah. cycle, the Apple watch cycle. I'm like, if I buy one now, it doesn't really make sense. You know, and especially if I buy one, I don't want to have like the aluminum model. I want to stainless steel. And I'm like, ah, now it's like super expensive. And in six months, I'm going to get rid of it and get a newer one. Um, so I'm probably, unless I find a really good deal, which I haven't seen on a series three, I'm not, uh, I'm just going to suck it up until September, October, when hopefully there's a new um, Apple Watch refresh. And now I'm crossing my finger after all these years that it's going to be just more than just a refresh, but also like a, a redesign, something thinner, like everything we've wanted since, you know, three years ago, basically. <laughs> so I'm just, uh, yeah, just hanging in there with my uh, slow series two. Well, count yourself lucky. Like I said, I'm on an original. Very slow. It still works surprisingly uh, with the uh, watchOS for the latest updates, but um, it's one of those things to me. And I wear it every day now, so I know I said I was wearing it uh, really just for workouts. But it's I've gotten the habit where I wear it. I put it on in the morning when I wake up, just so I have it for the day, and I can try to record all my workout stats, whatever they may be. Walking, uh, obviously, I go running in the mornings. Um, it helps that I'm using. <laughs> get this. I put another. <laughs> I put another catalyst case on this on this watch. Why? So if you've been listening to this show for any reasonable amount of time, you know that I had a black catalyst waterproof case stuck on my watch for <laughs> he goes, why? <laughs> um, I had a black catalyst waterproof case stuck on my on my Apple Watch for like two years. It just wouldn't come off. Like the screw had buried so deep into the case casing that this even you know i'd lost the screwdriver that was my first mistake but i had i don't know if i'd gotten another one i had found another tool that would work but i just i couldn't unscrew the threads were gone on the screw that was keeping it in so i eventually had to just pry the thing off and it came off in multiple pieces and it was a bad deal and then i had you know i had it just the watch by itself and i thought this is nice it's so much lighter and thinner than i remember and it was like that for a couple of months and then uh catalyst sent me a white a really sharp looking white apple watch case um, over for Christmas. And I thought, man, that looks really sharp. And I avoided temptation to put it on because <laughs> I was like, nope, you remember what happened last time, Cody? But I put it on. Not recently either. It's been a couple of weeks, but, um, yeah, I just, it looks cool. I think my biggest thing is the Apple Watch just looks too much like a smartwatch. And I just, I, I just don't like the look of it. I don't like the way it looks on my wrist. Like I just, not a huge fan. So, I really think this, uh, well, the first case I had on did for sure, but this one even more so makes it look like a Casio, you know, like a G-Shock or like a sport watch. It definitely does not look like an Apple watch on my wrist. So I just really like the look of it. And I'm pretty sure it's made for a series two. So the, uh, there's something in the casing where the, uh, the wheel doesn't line up right. So it doesn't work half the time. So I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely like making a concession that I don't mind not using that wheel very well, the uh, digital crown very well, because, uh, yeah, that's how much I like this case is that I'm like, whatever. But anyways, I started that story to say that I feel like the Apple Watch is one of those things where you're like, or at least for me, I'm like, I can live with it. 
Like if I had a slow phone or a slow Mac, no way. But the Apple Watch for me is just one of those gadgets where I'm like, eh, I can live with it. I don't do a lot of stuff on there. It's not like – I remember when the Apple Watch first came out, we had these visions of, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff on my wrist. I'm never going to take my phone out of my pocket. You know, and that's just not the case. I don't play games on it. I don't, uh, you know, I don't use apps on it at all. I just, I get the occasional notification and it tracks my fitness. So yeah, I don't know where that train started. <laughs> I don't know where we started there. Oh, we were talking about AirPods. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that train started in the AirPod hangar. Um, Okay. Uh, oh, we were talking about you were mentioning uh, features that you wanted in the 2018 AirPods other than uh, Hey Siri. And you mentioned a uh, give us some volume control on the AirPods themselves. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a different colorway. And actually, I've grown to kind of like the white, so I don't mind the, the white that much. But I would go for uh, maybe like a black or a slate gray. I think slate gray would look super sharp. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not sure it's going to happen, though. No, I've, there's got to be, it, there's, it's probably a pain to paint these things because of, they go in your ears, all the things they have to be resistant to and, uh, how tiny they are and just this weird contoured shape. I bet it's tough to paint them. I don't know. Um, I just think that Apple wants them to stand out and the best way to kind of iconic, like, exactly. like they never changed the colors of their, uh, ear pods or whatever they were before yep. AirPods, yep. iPod headphones. Exactly. So, because for I don't I don't think that you do you would paint them. I think they make a plastic that's just black, and that's it. Instead of plastic being white, it's black plastic. So they wouldn't have to paint the actual device once it's made. Where do you? How do you get black plastic? Um, you put some drop of uh, black paint in plastic, and it turns <laughs> so into. So you are painting them. <laughs> yeah, but it's it, what I mean is you don't take like the white AirPod and spray paint it or paint it with something you know it's it's not how it would work you know right. what i mean yeah they'd paint it early on so i think they would just want to keep them white because they stand out and they're being recognized and especially now that there's no wire like they're really 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 stand out people are like wow what is this what's that stuff oh it's apple cool so if you made them more like black or space gray, they wouldn't stand out as much. It would, I agree, it would look really cool. I, you know, I would sign up right away, right away for one of these, but, um, I don't think Apple would go for that. Yeah. You make a really good point there. I'm, in fact, I'm surprised they haven't, uh, brought back the iPod headphone style commercial, you know, where it's like a, basically a black animated cutout. Like you yeah. don't see any features. It's literally just a silhouette of a person dancing, but you can see the white, uh, headphone, uh, cord or cable. I'm surprised they haven't brought something like that back for the AirPods because that was so iconic. Yep. Um, okay. Enough about, uh, what we think, uh, future AirPods are going to hold here. Uh, uh, smart, uh, not smart, air power, the smart charging mat that Apple, they again showed off last November and it's still nowhere to be found. Is that kind of weird to you that they showed off this product and we literally just, there's nothing been said about it since? Well, it's the new Apple, you know, <laughs> the serious, it's the same thing. I'm still saying the same thing every week, but that's the, the new Apple where they take a page out of, out of the Google's book by showing stuff that may ship sometimes in the future and then gets uh, delayed and everything. It's just, uh, I don't like it, you know. I prefer not knowing about air power six months ago and finding out next month 
when they uh, release it out of nowhere. That would be exciting to me. Now, having it seen for more than six months, because wasn't it at uh, WWDC that they unveiled that? I don't remember. No, I'm pretty sure it was at the... uh it was at their fall event for the iPhone. Oh yeah, that was the iPhone event. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now we've been we've seen that for so long, and actually there've been a couple of Kickstarters and Indiegogos of um, companies trying to replicate AirPower, um, not as well obviously as uh, AirPower made by Apple. Um, right. But there's some nice, uh, some nice workarounds here. And you and I were talking, I think, about it a couple of weeks ago on Slack, but. Um, Something with AirPower is I believe it only works with uh, Apple Watch Series 3. Yes. So if you have a Series 2 or a Series 0, like you do, uh, AirPower wouldn't even work. So it would work for right. your phone. Okay, that's great. It, it would work for your AirPods. Um, if you have the right case. If you have the right case. <laughs> and if it would work with your Apple Watch if you bought an, uh, a Series 3. That's a lot of if. And that's a lot of devices. That's a lot of money you got to put on the table just to be able to enjoy uh, the air power mat fully. Now, of course, if you have an iPhone 8 or a 10, um, you know, nothing says that you have to have an Apple Watch Series 3 and, and wireless charging case for your home pod, uh, for your AirPods as well. You can just use it for your phone, but it feels right. like, and we don't know the price yet, but we can imagine it's going to be very expensive. It feels like it's going to be a, an expensive accessory for just one device. Now, if you have over a hundred dollars, probably. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking 150. <laughs> I, hey, how much was this? Because, oh yeah. <laughs> how much was the um, the Apple Watch charging stand that they made? Wasn't it like eighty dollars? Eighty dollars. I want to say it was seventy nine ninety nine. Okay, so I can see. I can see Air Power being hundred fifty bucks. Seriously, Apple Watch charging stand. Yeah, that was my big question, right? Because I look around, I've got. Uh, I already have the uh, Belkin, uh, what is it, Power Up or something like that, uh, wireless uh, charging uh, mat. And then, as we've talked about, my AirPods don't even support wireless charging. And obviously, my watch wouldn't. So, really, what's this hundred something dollar uh, um, charging mat going to do for me? I probably would not be the target audience for the AirPower right away. Mm-hmm. Although, I love the idea. And actually, I'd take it a step further. If somebody could put, you know what a valet is? Not the person who parks your car, but the, it's like a wooden like tray almost that you can just throw your keys and stuff in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's called a valet. And, uh, if somebody could do that, just give me a nice like wooden, you know, real, real type of wood, um, uh, tray type thing that I could throw my keys in. I could throw everything basically that's in my pocket, including my phone, my AirPods, and my Apple Watch, and they they would all wirelessly charge without me having to get them just right on the right parts. I think that would be a huge win. So if there are any entrepreneurs out there listening, that would be a a cool product because even the air uh, the AirPower, uh, this uh, mat from Apple, it just seems like it, it's one. It's it's not very big. It, there's not space for a fourth item on here that's definitely only for these three and it feels like you'd have to get them just right on there or at least that's my experience with wireless charging up to this point yeah but if it's not if it's not directly on the the charging coil it's nothing's going to happen and i tell you what this belkin wireless charger that i have it's pretty small so you feel like ah there's no i'm not going to miss the target by that much but, but there's been times where my phone is dead center on this thing and it doesn't the light the charging light does not 
light up. The little LED that says it's charging does not light up. So I've got to shift it a half millimeter one way and boom, there it goes. I'm hoping Apple would figure this out. Right. Because, you know, like there's like the little charging coil inside these devices. And I feel like if on, on the air power, you could, instead of having like two round charging coil, like you could have like an oval charging coil going all the way across the entire device. Right. Um, and hopefully cover all of it. But there, I mean, I feel, I'm, I'm sure that, um, like the existing charging plug that you and I have, um, they're kind of pick, they're kind of, uh, specific about where you have to put the device. And I think it's for, probably for security reason. Like these things sometimes like heat up a little bit. Now you couldn't cook eggs on them or something, but they do right. heat up. And I feel like, they, these manufacturers, they want to control temperature and prevent any kind of problem as much as they can. And that's one of the, the, the ways they found, uh, to, to control temperature by making the coil smaller. And, and that's, that resulted in not a great experience for the user because like you, I have the same thing. Sometimes like my phone is like dead in the center and I have to move it up or down just a bit for it to kick in. You know, it's just like, I just moved like two millimeters. Like how it shouldn't make a difference, but it does. It does. So just like, you know, Apple has been doing some really cool stuff where I feel like what they've done with AirPods feels like magic to me. And I'm thinking like something like AirPower, they could take advantage of their position and controlling 100% of the hardware and the software and all of that to deliver like an awesome experience where your phone doesn't have to be completely centered or your AirPods case doesn't have to be completely centered. I feel like, or else, you know, there's no real magic to, 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 to the air power. It's just another charging mat and you can find you know, a similar offer for half the price on Kickstarter or something. So I feel like this thing is, this thing has to provide some some sort of magic like this where you don't have to you can be a little careless about where you put the device on the mat yeah maybe that's what's taking them so long maybe they haven't well you would hope they already cracked the code to this before they announced the product but it's just so weird to me right like it was announced in september so october november december january february i mean we're going on six months almost here and it's not for like a phone. It's not like they're sweating, you know, delaying a huge product. It's a little tiny accessory. Why did they feel the need to even show it off if it wasn't anywhere close to ready? I don't know. It's just kind of mysterious to me. And I don't want to get in the habit of dogging Apple. You're absolutely right when you said, you know, we used to kind of make fun of Google for stuff like this. I remember that sphere shaped. It was like a orb the Q. shape. The Q. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. It was a streamer and they unveiled it and everybody's like, ah, this thing's kind of weird looking. And it just, they basically canceled it. It never really shipped in large numbers. It never shipped at all, I think, at all. Right. And that's something, again, that we used to make fun of Google for. You almost can't now just because Apple's kind of been – I mean, when you look at AirPods were delayed, HomePod was delayed. Um, This AirPower is clearly delayed. We don't know anything yet about the the wireless charging AirPod uh, case. So it's like – but again, I don't want to get into sounding like we're constantly dogging them. Uh, somebody went on a rant, and it's been a little while now. I meant to bring it up on a few episodes ago, but um, I want to say it was that Stefanoski guy he used to be at Microsoft, Stephen Stephen Stefanoski. I don't know. You would recognize him if if I send him uh, the your his Twitter handle. But he went on a pretty long rant about how impressive it is what Apple's doing right now 
with basically, you know, a billion devices actively and they're constantly pushing out updates to these and they're figuring out how to make 70 million devices, 70 million iPhones in a quarter and shipping them all on time. And it's a very impressive at the scale they're doing right now. Nobody's doing anything close to the scale they're doing, but, um, yeah, it seems like a lot of more stuff as they get, the bigger they get, the more stuff seems to fall through the cracks. And that's, we've seen that in companies before and it doesn't end well. Right. Uh, um, anything else about this air power mat? If it's, what price does it have to be for you to, to, for you to go in on one? Um, it's going to be hard, man, because I don't have a series. Well, let's say you three. picked up, let's say you picked up a series three Apple watch. You, you caught a deal or the, you mm. just got fed up with the series right. two. So you have a series three Apple watch. Mm. And then I have the charging uh, AirPod case. Apple too? announces, yeah, Apple announces ah, a recycling program. They say, "Give us your case, and we'll give you a wireless charging one oh, for forty okay. bucks." Okay, I like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're making it so much easier, Cody, for me. Thank <laughs> <Right>. you. <laughs> so, under these amazing conditions, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like one. I don't know if that's the price I'm willing to pay, but a price I could see would be like, I could see like 149, like sales price. But to okay. me, like to be like, okay, it's a lot of money, but I kind of want it would be <laughs> 119, 109, 119, while still being realistic, right? Because ideally it would be $49, but that's not going to happen. Like if I want to be realistic. Um, yeah, 109, 119 would be kind of a sweet spot for me. Yeah, so it can't be over that $100 mark. Or too much over that $100 mark, right. is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, that's going to, the the higher it is over $100, the more pause you're going to have for it. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to be like, ah, probably, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Under those amazing conditions, it would have to be, I think, under $100 for me. You know, if it gets, they don't ever price anything at 119 so I don't have a lot of hope for that. But, Beyond a hundred dollars, I feel like it's either going to be one thirty or one fifty, and yeah. then we're in trouble. That's yeah. expensive, especially when I already have, you know, this one wireless charger. I'm sure I'm, I'm I'm actually sure that I've got another one or two around here somewhere from, you know, like your Rav Powers and companies like that. Yeah, but but to be completely honest, um, if it drops in in March, and if it's above a hundred dollars. I'm probably gonna not gonna buy this until September when I get a new watch and right. most likely new AirPods. Because until, honestly, until I have a new watch that that um, that supports um, Air Power, I don't think I don't think it's it's worth it for me. I don't think so. Here, here's what's crazy: under the conditions you just named, you probably already had you know you already have the watch, you already have the AirPods. You're thinking. Man, this one Mac could charge everything. At that point, it might be worth like 160 bucks to you. You know what I mean? Like it just might be. I know that's expensive, but if you already have the stuff and it's in September, you know, you're getting your, maybe a new phone, but it's just basically it's new product season. I just feel like I could charge all three of my things with this one mat that might be worth quite a bit more than the $100 we were just talking. Yeah. It might be worth 150 to a lot of people. It might be worth 180 to people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this was all based off of uh, 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 Japanese outlet Mako Takara uh, has reliable sources saying that the uh, Apple would be kicking off sales for its AirPower wireless charging accessory next month. That's March, right? And 
I don't know. We haven't heard word that Apple's going to have an event in March. They have before, but they also haven't done a spring event at all. So it's just kind of up in the air right now. Other rumors we've heard from March are maybe like an iPhone SE refresh, which I don't know how, you know, it's not like we've seen production ramping up on that device, whatever it could be. So I don't know. Uh, what do you think? We we get an Apple event in March? No. Yeah. I don't. We just haven't seen anything to suggest otherwise, right? Yeah. It's not like they're gearing up. They released the HomePod already. That was probably going to be a big thing that they could have done at a March event. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. The last thing we have here, again, probably the biggest news over the past week, and it's not Apple-related. It's uh, Well, I guess it indirectly relates to them. But it's Samsung unveiled the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus. This is their flagship device. This is – uh. You know, they, they get a lot of attention, I think, for their Note devices because, you know, they got the stylus and they're kind of this power user type phone. Uh, but this is their bread and butter really in the up, you know, upper end smartphone market, S9 and S9 Plus. I was surprised after seeing what Apple did with the iPhone 10. Now, mind you, these Galaxy phones have had an edge to edge screen for a year. They kind of beat Apple to the punch on that. Yeah. But just with, the facial recognition and all of the new uh, swiping uh, controls that Apple's implemented here. I just thought that Samsung would go bigger than what they went. So I was really surprised to basically see and what a lot of major blogs are calling uh, and major publications are calling just like a very evolved evolution type device, you know, very iterative. It's nothing, nothing special. It's not a home run. They're not swinging for the fences here. This was basically a ground rule double, if anything. And it's uh, these two phones, they look very similar to their predecessors, which don't get me wrong, I'm not really dogging them for that because I know Apple did it for three or four years in a row. But just with the stakes as high as they were and with the Apple unveiling the iPhone 10 and, and we've even seen from Apple's financials, right? They gave their earnings report at the end of uh, or at the beginning of February. They said just by their numbers they gave, we could tell the iPhone 10 was their most popular selling phone. So Samsung knows what the stakes are, and they it just surprised me, I guess, that they came with what they did. Did it, did it catch you off guard at all? No, but like I was telling you before recording the show, like I haven't really looked at all into into this. I just saw a quick video demonstrating the new phone, and that's about it. Well, yeah, because they, they unveiled on a Sunday, right? That's not yeah. when most people are at their computers ready to watch ready to watch a live stream. But I, I really just don't think you miss that much. I think, you know, you're, you, you could be afraid to be like, oh, it looks so similar, but I just, I don't know the nitty details to know if it's that similar, but it really is. They've got some camera upgrades. Obviously, they now have this, uh, some AR capabilities, right? Cause that's the way the whole industry's going. Apple did it. Then we saw Google do it. Obviously, now Samsung's doing it. Um, there's just not a whole lot there. I mean, if, even if you just watch like a recap video, I think you would get the gist of it. Yeah. I've seen. It's, uh, I see they making oh, a push into um, into health as well, with some sort of partnership with a medical school out of San Francisco, and yeah. that feels very much like something meaningless, something they do because Apple is doing it. So they Just feel to check the box. Yeah, yeah, they feel like they must do it because Apple is doing it. But I feel like Apple is much more more serious and involved about uh, and about broad it. and broad about yeah, it. yeah. and you know concerned not concerned but. Uh, wants to do something out of it. Here it's like, oh, okay, we got some sensors on our phone. So we're told now uh, San Francisco med school or something to look into it and, and play with this. It's like, <laughs> okay, what's, what's the end goal here? Like what, what are you trying to accomplish? 
or are you just checking a box? And I feel like that's what they're doing with that. Yeah, it's kind of their MO. Uh, I don't want to make this whole little section about the S9, you know, Samsung bashing, but when you see S9 Plus, right? And don't get me wrong, they could have had the the Plus moniker well before Apple, but I'll tell you what, I sold phones for four years. We've been writing at IDB for how long? I've been doing it full-time since 2011. We've been in this world. I never heard the Plus name used on a handset, really, until Apple mainstreamed it with the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus. So it's just weird to me that they just kind of like, they're just okay calling their bigger phone the Plus. And they're okay with saying, hey, we have 3D emojis too. You know, it's just, it's so weird to me that they don't think that looks bad on them. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes both ways. Apple definitely, you could say that Samsung got to the facial recognition stuff first, but Apple really sharpened that knife, right? They really got it right. You could say Samsung was first and Apple was copying, but that's just, it's not the same. If Apple comes second in a feature like that, you know it's going to be top notch. Uh, if Samsung comes second in a feature, you feel like it's just a tack on, like you said with the health thing. They're like, oh yeah, we do that too. Yeah, and I feel I like don't know. In the, for the facial recognition, that's a terrible example because I feel uh, Samsung did this feature, implemented this feature because there was rumor at the time that Apple was going to do this. So they right. just rushed into it, be like, we're first. And uh, as always, being first uh, doesn't mean much, you know, especially in the case of Samsung, where again, it's just for the sake of being first, not being the first at delivering a, uh, delivering a great experience, but being the first at checking this one box. Right. And um, it, uh, that's, I don't know, that's not something I particularly appreciate in, in the company. Um, I'll tell you what, though, I kind of like the the look of the face of the phone, um, right? But the back, I have a hard time with it. It looks like a, a phone from ten years ago, you know? Like it's, it's very it, outdated. It feels like it hasn't evolved in uh, in like ten years. And the fingerprint sensor, you could tell me all day that it's it works great on the back. I've got a buddy; he's got an LG uh, an LG phone, Android phone that has the fingerprint sensor on the back. I, I've tried it before. I've tried the Reach. I, I get a good idea of how it works. It's just, it's not intuitive to me. It's just really not. If that phone's laying on your desk, you could go down the list of all the problems we have with Face ID or that we had with, uh, I don't think we had that many problems with Touch ID. I think that was the standard. Mm-hmm. I think that was about as perfect as you could get a fingerprint sensor. Yeah. Um, with you, I like the front design of the phone. I don't like the colors they they have for this. It's very weird, like Easter colors almost. It's like, Kind of a lightish blue, there's pink, there's kind of a lightish gray, they're just, I don't, there's a word for these type of colors, but I can't think of it right now. I just, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I feel like these colors were not picked for the uh, Western markets. That's, right. that's how I feel. Like, I feel like they this, this, do, this yeah, doesn't fit, Asian. yeah, this doesn't yeah. fit a Western, um, market, really. Again, it's, okay, I'll just go ahead and say it. I, I feel like, for a long time, we've just you. I don't know if you just like subconsciously harbor ill will towards Samsung, but ever since the early days where Apple won over a billion dollars because they proved in court that Samsung blatantly copied them, it just and it just feels like they've just been not shy about you know not hiding it for a long time. It just feels like they just continue to do it, and it's weird that everybody's just cool with it. You know, it's just weird that it's like, ah, that's Samsung, they'll do it. You know, they'll copy. 
they don't do it as much anymore. And, and again, don't get me wrong. They have a ton of great things they do. You know, they make great panels. I have one of their, a couple of their TVs actually. They make great smartphone panels. Apple buys them directly from them. They're that good. Uh, but just a, a lot of the details, like the plus and the like, oh, now we're doing 3D emojis. And then just over the years, it's just something just feels gross about it. So. I, you know, I just want that to add some context to why we sometimes kind of complain about some of the you nitpick some of these little details because it just there's something that's just kind of gross about it. Uh, but beyond that, the new S9 it has slow motion, like super slow motion, so it goes like 240 uh, frames per no, second. No, so, wait, go ahead. It's much more than that. Uh, what is it? No, I'm reading right off the the page. It says the new camera system can shoot slow mo video in 1080p at 240 frames per second. Uh, oh, seven seven twenty p at nine sixty nine hundred sixty frames yeah. per second. That's yeah. way more. That's <laughs> You're like, no, that's not even half. <laughs> yeah, it spreads a zero point two seconds of video to six seconds to give you an idea. Damn, so that's pretty impressive. And I saw somebody demonstrating this with dropping uh uh sand kernels of sand out of their hand, uh, basically coming right off their fingertips, and it's very impressive looking. That's something I hope eventually uh makes its way to the iphone because i like i think slow-mo videos are pretty cool yeah it's cool it's kind of gimmicky and not something you use very often when was the last time you <laughs> you did a slow-mo video i sent you like 10 slow-mo videos that i shot over the week that's true all right before then when was that <laughs> uh, it's been two years <laughs> i just happened to go on a slow-mo spree this, uh, i also like the their camera can uh there's a variable aperture for one of the lenses on the uh, larger S9, the S9 Plus, and it's uh, uh, you can choose it, I think, live, like in real time. You can go, okay, I want this aperture, I want this aperture. I thought that was kind of cool. So the, the camera upgrades seem awesome. They did move the fingerprint sensor because it was, I believe, up kind of by the flash, and it was a terrible position, so I think they moved it below the camera uh, lens where it's um, a little bit tad easier to reach. They are doing some kind of facial, they call it like intelligent, intelligent recognition or intelligent scan, something along those lines. But it's, it's pretty clear that it's not anywhere close to what the depth camera is, the, uh, uh, true depth depth camera is on the iPhone 10, which is funny because rumors leading up to this suggested that the S9 was going to feature tech that would blow apples out of the water. And that just didn't happen. And in fact, when you look at their, have you seen their emoji, their 3D emoji? Yeah. Any thoughts? Okay, I like the idea of it. I like the idea of it creates your own, you know, your own emoji, like representing you. But it was terrible. That was just like the the demo I saw, like on stage, was was just bad it didn't re- resemble the guy in any possible way and it's a bad it's a bad drawing like it's yeah. bad art like yeah. it's not even like impressive like wow you must have drawn that with the high-end processor yeah. and yeah you no. need the the cutting edge graphics card to see that you know like no you could show that on a hewlett packard from you know <laughs> uh the early 90s i don't know <laughs> It's just it doesn't look great. It's it's weird. I don't know why they went that direction. I don't know if they just tried to make it that different than Apple's. And I'm with you. I like the idea of having like a uh, an avatar, so to speak, that you can dress and make your own and 
that kind of lives in your profile of your phone. You know, similar to like Nintendo tried this with Wii characters. You can do this on Xbox Live. You can make your own avatar. Oh, what is it um, called? Snapchat. Bitmo- Sna- Bitmoji. Bitmoji. Yeah. Bitmoji with Snapchat is another big one uh, with smartphones. This one's just the art's not there. Like I'm not saying it's bad. Or, like the art's not there. And again, I don't know if they were just trying to steer clear of just doing a face like Apple's doing to try to avoid copying it too much or or what the deal is. But yeah, idea is good. It, uh, implementation yeah. is bad, but uh, I like I like the idea. Yeah, uh, it's fast, wired, charging, compatible. Uh, here's all this stuff. You know, it's got all the usual stuff. It's a IP68 rated water and dust resistance, and it still has a headphone jack, which I think they made another headphone joke during on stage. And I'm like, you could keep, you could do this till 2050, right? You could, it could be the year 2050, and you could still be saying, well, our phones still have headphone jacks, but are people going to be using headphones then? It's just, I'm not saying you have to get rid of the headphone jack. I'm just saying, it's been two years now, right, since Apple got rid of it. Uh, it's And other companies are following suit. Motorola did it. I, I think the new Google phones, uh, the Pixels don't have headphone jacks. It's just kind of the way the market's heading. Like, you can hold on to that for dear life, but I just – I don't think that's the future. Yeah. Um, I did read uh, – so we've got pricing here that shows 720 for the, the smaller S9, 840 for the S9 Plus. There's different uh, storage sizes. The most expensive I saw, I think, was 930 on Verizon for the the largest uh, S9 Plus. So we're getting right up in that thousand dollar range. They're pitting this right up against the iPhone 10. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see how it does. They, I mean, the the these uh, S phones usually do pretty well. I know they've had some trouble with moving the notes, but I think the Galaxy S phones usually do well. Yeah. I really hate. Uh, I hate this. I hate talking about Samsung because I know I. I always come across condescending and we even bash it quite a bit. And I'm just like, ah, I don't, I don't like that that look comes across, right? It's not a good look to just bash your competitor constantly, but just, I don't know. You see the commercials all the time too, where Samsung makes fun of Apple in their commercials. I've seen that one where they have the kid with the, the notch haircut like a hundred times over the last couple of months. And it's just something like feels gross about that, you know? So, I mean, Samsung, you were found in multiple courts to be blatantly copying a lot of stuff about the iPhone. That's kind of how you got this division kickstarted. I can't believe you're making commercials like that. But uh, anyways, anything else about the S9 before we go too far off the rails with it? No, no I think it's just up here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good phone. If you like Android, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll say this. If you're, if you're an Android user... Other than the Pixel phones, which are still pretty new, I've always recommended Samsung's Galaxy S line. Very powerful, beautiful uh, displays, um, probably the best you can get. And really, they're other than Google's Pixels, which I don't think have a huge chunk of the market, it's really just Apple and Samsung, right? So they've clearly done well for themselves. Uh, but I always recommend the, the Galaxy phones for Android handsets. Very good. Anything else to add? We're kind of at the end of our show notes here. Um, no, I think we covered it all. Okay. Yeah, we didn't think we had enough to put half hour together, let alone, let alone a full hour. That's what happened when you and I get together, Cody. We just, uh, <laughs> talk. Like an hour. Nonstop. Right. Um, you're traveling for the next couple of days. You said you'll go home first, though, before you go to the mountains? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, good luck with that, buddy. And I guess I'll talk to you probably Friday. We'll, we'll, we'll get a recording done Friday. And you'll probably wait till Monday to release it, though, won't you? Yes. We'll, we'll okay. probably do that. Good deal, man. Well, safe travels and y'all enjoy it. All right. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.